Happy holidays from NSTA, the bus stop. This is the official podcast of the National School Transportation Association. I'm Kurt Mackison, Executive Director. Pleased to welcome today two uh, good friends to NSTA, uh, Maggie Clancy. She's Executive Vice President, Business Development, Fleet, and Walter Watson, Executive Vice President of Partnerships and Operations from uh, NSTA Vendor Partner Zenobi. So, Walter and Maggie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Glad to be nice here. Glad to be here. So, Maggie, I'm going to start with you. Um, you started this year as a new vendor partner member of NSTA. Um, some folks might not be totally familiar about Zenobi and what you all do. So, can you tell us a little bit about the company? Sure, sure, sure thing. We're a battery energy services company. Um, our mission is to make clean power accessible. Um, and we've been, we're primarily focused on battery health and wellness. Uh, we have three divisions uh, inside our organization. One is network infrastructure. So if you're thinking about like large scale battery farms, um, another division is EV fleets, which is where Walter and I spend a lot of our time focusing in support of transitioning to electric. And then the third is Second Life. So taking batteries uh, and using them in other ways, sort of supporting fleets that need extra charge on site or other projects such as, you know, supporting festivals or even movie sets. Uh, just making sure that we can continue the use of that that battery in uh, a way that's supporting um, our efforts to make a better environment. Yeah, that's great. Um, Walter, I'm going to pass this one over to you. Uh, I'm sure no two days are ever the same with you, but um, tell us about your role at Zenobi. Sure. Yeah, so... <laughs> Broadly, Maggie and I lead sort of our North American market entry on the fleet side for Zenobi. Um, my role with partnerships and operations is to sort of develop and cultivate the back office, what we call sort of the back office commercial proposition. So um, strategic account support, contracting, pricing, structuring, those types of things tend to fall into the back office, the back end, which I oversee. Additionally, um, from a channel partner perspective, I oversee relationships with OEM, uh, EVSE suppliers and the like. And that's really to sort of bring some baseline continuity to our operator experience. Yeah, and Maggie, how about you? What's, uh, I don't wanna say an average day look like cause they're probably very varied, <laughs> but um, what's, a, what's a typical day look like for you? Well, so I oversee the sales and marketing side. So for me, it's it's very customer focused uh, and centric and, and working together with the team to, to design how we're going to support solving um, problems or opportunities that the customers bring to us as part of their plan to transition to EV. Um, so you're right. It can be very, it can be varied um, every day, but certainly not boring or, or dull. Um, very customer driven focused um, and, and certainly something that I think from a Zenobi perspective um, has been really exciting for us to figure out how do we tackle North America and what do our customers here need that are, is sort of unique to, to the market that we're serving. 
Yeah, and, and one of the things that you know we like to do at uh, NSTA, the bus stop, is to talk about you know everyone's background and really what has led them into student transportation. And you guys are fully immersed in student transportation at this point, so just interested to hear about you know your background and what led you to want to support you know fleets and specifically school bus fleets in this transition to EV. And Walter, I'll start with you. Yeah, sure. Um, I, uh, you know, finance discipline, operator at heart, generally not very good at anything, but I will say that I stumbled up into this big problem uh, with electrification. At the time, um, I was with National Express, and uh, both Maggie and I actually were assigned to set up a decarbonization strategy for North America. Going through that process, we realized just how difficult this, this actually was. And and uh, not to toot our own horn, we sort of considered ourselves quite sophisticated in the space, specifically around school bus. So seeing all these barriers to entry, you know, sort of presented a unique problem, not just for National Express, but every major operator in every school district in the space. And that was when I think it was Maggie had turned to me and said, boy, you know, if, if, if we can figure this out, um, we should we should go out there and do the most good and do this for others as well. Right. And so that led us sort of this, this path to, to Zenobi, which is a company that has broadly established major successes globally and was looking for a, a way to enter the market. Uh, and specifically like with, within certain fleet segments, such as school bus, transit, refuse waste, et cetera. And so, um, so that's a bit of my background experience, at least at National Express and in the school space, I had helped with fleet planning, oversight, capital planning, uh, sort of optimization. How, what do you do with assets? How do we appropriately source and, and, and procure those assets and, and, and looking at total life cycle of those assets to, for the highest and best use. And, and now we're putting that background, or at least I'm trying to put that background to work here in my efforts to support state operators at Zenobi. Um, maybe I'll pass it to Maggie. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting, Walter, you had some before going to Zenobi, some school bus background. Maggie, how about you? Or, or was this all new? Uh, well, um, you know, I think Walter always says that um, I always said to him, just think of the fun we're going to have <laughs> if we go and do this together. And then he's like, so when does the fun start? Um, <laughs> um, so my background really is advertising and media. So I spent around 14, 15 years working for Leo Burnett outside of Chicago. Um, and then when I decided to make a career change, I wanted to go into consulting. My first consulting job was with National Express here in Lyle. Um, and that, as Walter mentioned, is where we cross paths. And we're lucky enough to kind of work on a decarbonization plan for some of uh, National Express's current customer base. And that, as Walter said, really inspired us to say, hey, you know, there's something here. Um, folks need help. Those who are interested in going to electric, um, they're asking for help in how to do this most effectively, uh, most economically. And I think we can, we can, if we can dedicate our time um, to this, I think we can do some good. And so uh, he's absolutely right. Sort of just a series of steps led us to Zenobi. Um, you know, and just personally, we both have kids. We have families that are in schools and certainly are, we're both very involved in our school districts. Um, understand how school boards work. Um, and so it just felt very natural for us to kind of make this step. 
um, and be part of something that feels a bit bigger than ourselves. Um, so, so far, so good. And I will say, I think we're having fun, right, Walter? Well, um, you better say no yes problem. to that. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. We're having a lot of fun. The problems we get at the are they're worthwhile. They're, they're fun problems. <laughs> and I will say for what it's worth, too, we get to solve those problems for some of the most important members of our community. If we help yeah. our operator partners, uh, I mean, it's just if your blood runs yellow, as they say, there's just so much good that can be had. And so it, it's very sort of uh, life-giving to be in this space and very fortunate and privileged to be able to support our partners. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, you know, folks may not know this, but Zenobi's well-established in Europe and other parts of the world. Um, I guess you guys are fairly new to the North American, you know, market. Um, how can you take some of your experiences, and we'll start with you, Walter, you know, from other parts of the world, apply it to North America, but also understand that, you know, North American market may be somewhat different. Yeah, I think, you know, so there are going to be some comments, common traits for electrification just globally. So broadly, um, I think the advantage, you know, Maggie and I get inherent, uh, inherent from, from the team members of Zenobi. They've been around for seven years. The company broadly went through a lot of the growing pains, figured out how to make sort of this viable business work and solve these problems. Now, a lot of those problems in North America, uh, our operators haven't actually seen yet. So as you get deployment sort of live, you're, you're running into interoperability issues. You're running into integration problems, uh, charge management, telecommunications problems. Those are the types of problems that Zenobi has done very well to head off and uh, through a lot of blood, sweat, tears, and scars, I think they've accommodated that with and through the deployment model. The other thing is I think, you know, often as you go towards this path of electrification, you quickly get um, surprised by the level of sophistication necessary to work with utility providers, uh, to work with EPC providers, et cetera. And so I will say that Zenobi's um, been around the block in that sense. Broadly, we have close to 80 electrified depots so this would be depot supporting electric vehicles worldwide. Um, rough order of magnitude, and it's it's always changing uh, for the better. I think we support globally just over 1,500 vehicles, electric vehicles. So uh, they've been around the block, Zenobia, and, and Maggie and I are fortunate to sort of inherit, like I said, uh, all the benefits of, of the learned experience of going through that. Now, where I think North America and the market is slightly different is with regard to adoption, uh, product mix, et cetera. Um, so, in essence, you know, school bus is unique in, in that it has a sort of a, a duty cycle that makes it a very poorly utilized asset. So there are maybe opportunities with regard to grid service or V2G that are compelling from a from a sort of an acute use case standpoint. Additionally, I think while there are subsidies uh, uh, globally, we have sort of this heavy subsidy support in school bus with the uh, clean school bus funding from the EPA. Uh, and then you're seeing the onset of some of the mandates. So those are all, I, bet, I would say, somewhat unique to the North American market. And, and for us to be able to help sort of work around those uh, on behalf of, of our operator partners is, is critical. Maggie, I'm sure I've missed something. What would you say? What's your, what's your opinion of the North American market? I mean, just the, the, the size and scale of North America and, you know, figuring out how do we best, uh, where do we focus first, right? Um, I think what's great, about Zenobi is we do have sort of strong bench in support of how we need to support the North America market. 
as Walter mentioned, Sonobi has experience with scaling from an electrification standpoint. And I think that that is a unique um, bit of experience that we can support bringing here and how we best translate that. Um, you know, I, I think for, for Walter and me, it's really about, you know, building strong relationships with, I think, customers that um, are interested in electrifying. It's not necessary, necessarily a foregone um, conclusion that they're going to electrify as it is in other parts of the world. And so it may require us to be a bit more thoughtful in terms of the education piece around electrification and what it's actually going to take. Um, there's a lot of pieces to it. Um, so it's just figuring out where do we need to fill some of those gaps um, that are specific here to this market from a customer standpoint. Now, one, one of the unique things about this evolution is that each of the operators is at a different point in, in their adoption of EV. Yeah. So yeah. when, mm -hmm. and I'll talk this to you first, Maggie, you know, what should operators be looking for in an EV partner such as an OB? Well, experience does matter. I think that is helpful because, um, you know, I, I, it's not necessarily a step and repeat kind of business. It really helps if you've had, um, have had experiences across a number of different kinds of scenarios. So I do think that that is helpful. Um, I also think just working with folks that you can trust, um, understanding the talent and capabilities that they are bringing that, you know, one of the things I think that attracted Walter and I to Zenobi is just the, the structure and the talent in terms of engineer, engineering and um, technical know-how. You know, Zenobi is kind of like a, a group of obsessive problem solvers. And so I think just making sure that you have a partner that is a bit flexible to kind of meet the needs of your customers um, it's not just a one-size-fits-all approach because you do need a bit of creativity um, to be able to figure out where best or how best to solve some of the electrification challenges. Um, and then also, I think what's important too is considering the health of the organization that you're working with from a solvency standpoint. Um, we know that, you know, this the market can be quite saturated. And a few years ago, there were a lot of uh, companies who started off in this space. And so it's just making sure that who you're partnering with, you feel confident that they're going to be around for the long term. And I know that can be difficult to kind of sort through, um, but it's, it's important nonetheless, um, because these are long-term uh, projects. Um, it's not necessarily a one and done. You don't want folks just kind of supporting you in the upfront and then walking away to the next project. You you want someone that's going to be there for you, uh, especially as technology changes, um, uh, to be able to adapt along along the journey. Yeah, no, that's great advice, Walter. Um, you, you know, Maggie mentioned the you know the long term, and that these projects are something that are. I'm uh, going to continue to um, evolve. What is it that you think that Zenobi brings to the table in, in terms of being a good EV partner? Yeah, I think certainly yeah. Zenobi's level of sophistication with regard to 
uh, project management, procurement, and interoperability. Um, look, I will tell you, this is not easy to electrify. Uh, it, 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 for anyone who's went down this path, it can be quite overwhelming, especially you think from an operator's lens, um, you've got a, you know, sort of a site manager or somebody running an operation, and they're just trying to manage driver shortages and sometimes even driving school buses themselves, let alone try to worry about how to put all these pieces together mm-hmm. with, you know, sort of design, build, follow through with uh, manufacturers on interoperability. Does, does this charge work, charger work with that vehicle? So I think, you know, I think broadly speaking, if I were to still learn, like, well, what does it be brought? What can we bring to the table? What we, what have we done globally? I mean, I don't want to be off base here, but I want to say that we probably got the highest level of integrated product uh, and interoperability testing uh, for any outsourced fleet electrification partner globally. We've done quite a bit of work with OEMs and with EVSE manufacturers. We're agnostic or at a minimum, we would say we're hardware neutral. We don't, we're not selling our wares. We're not bound to right. sell some Zenobi branded charger. Um, so we're really trying to say, hey, let's, let's, let's get you the proper optimization fit. Let's solve for your unique solution and, 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 and give you what you need. You know, there are enough problems. Um, we don't need to invent new ones uh, in the process. So I think from an operator standpoint, you know, with Zenobi, we tend to gravitate towards a more pr- process-driven uh, engagement with our customers. And it starts first with sort of edu- you know, educating our customers and finding what's the unique software for their unique uh, operational needs. Yeah, very good. Maggie, a um, lot of great information on this podcast. Before we run, um, you know, we're heading into the end of 2023, into the year 2024. Anything on the horizon you want to share with the group? Um, well, I'll just say that we should have some exciting announcements in the new year, just about different um, partners that we are working with to support their electrification journey. Um, and also just excited to continue to build the team that we have here in North America. Um, we are growing pretty quickly. Um, and uh, I'm feeling super encouraged about what's to come. We're building quite a runway for ourselves. Um, you know, Walter and I, when we set out to do this, um, we talked, I think, most about what kind of culture do we want to build as part of our our team? What are the values that are most important to us? Uh, we talk about, you know, we want uh, a team of hungry, humble, smart uh, people who are want to build. And we found that that's been a really wonderful way for us to sort through who we need to bring on and who best to service our customers, remain customer driven. And it just feels good. So a lot of optimism, excited to um, see a lot of folks, I think, at your, your midwinter meeting in January and to highlight some of the successes that we have. Uh, coming down the line here. Absolutely. Walter, how about from your standpoint, what are you looking forward to in 2024? I think 2024 is going to be just absolutely stellar. We've got very ambitious sort of, we'll call it growth plans. And for us, when we say we have high growth plans, that just means really we're supporting more and more of our partners and and operator base. Mm -hmm. Um, We, as Maggie alluded to, we have a few open positions that they were recruiting heavily. And I love seeing the the talent pool that's out in the industry. 
you know, one of the best part about being school bus versus maybe even some of the other verticals is, is there's just a bit more TLC and, and the, the people and the sort of the, the, the operator and school district base. It's, it's just all over the earth. It's just great to work in this segment. It's a real, it's a real pro, privilege. And, and, you know, I've been fortunate. I think Maggie's probably been fortunate to work with some of the titans of the industry. One who just recently passed, who, who made a very appreciable impact on this industry. And so to be in this space is really fortunate. And I love seeing that we can do good within that space. So I'm excited for 2024. And as Maggie previously said, I think actually in 2024, I may start having fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, Walter, we're going to hold you to that. Uh, um, <laughs> starting with the midwinter, with, with the midwinter meeting. Um, but a lot of great information guys on the, on the podcast here. I'll flip it to Maggie for one last question. If wanna, if folks want to learn more about Zenobi, where can they go and find that information? Sure, sure. You can uh, follow us on LinkedIn. A lot of our our updates are posted there, or on Twitter at Zenobi. Also, our website um, at Zenobi.com. So uh, please check us out. And of course, if you are attending the midwinter NSTA meeting, we will be there as well. So please say hello. Great. Once again, our guest at NSTA, the bus stop, Maggie Clancy. She's executive vice president, business development in the fleet sector. Walter Watson, executive vice president, partnerships and operations, both at NSTA vendor partner member, Zenobi. So Maggie and Walter, happy holidays. Look forward to seeing you guys in Florida. Wonderful. Happy, happy holidays, holidays to you and everyone listening.